listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Trash. Women. She was like, turn it up. Focus on women. Like, I just want you to understand that the men here are not good looking. <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, it's very true. Like, That's I mean, incredible. Yeah. Okay, I got the just, I'm gonna tweet it. Just everyone, just everyone in DC, every dude in DC is just hitting above their station. Just yeah, like, everybody's winning in DC. They're all everybody is shooting out of the gym. Like, damn, I didn't know I had this much range. It's it's <laughs> a it's a very uh, um it's a um as a black woman, it is an interesting area to date in. I would just say that. Um, that makes sense. It's not. Um, I was say, you're recording this now, so I don't want to say anything. <laughs> be, you, we are being, you are being live streamed, so yeah, when you sees this, he's going to be like, right, wait, so I'm, like, just... I'm like, I, I just hit continue when I was like, yeah, no, we're recording, but at the same time, I'm like, oh. Maybe there is a reason That's that smart. Zoom That's lets smart. you know now that you're being recorded. <laughs> I appreciate one of your One of your Bumble matches is going to be like, what the fuck? Did <laughs> <laughs> she just call me ugly? <laughs> I thought we had a great time the other day. She's gonna be like, oh I haven't God. been on a date with a good-looking guy in like three months, and someone's going on a date with a month ago. It's like, wait a second. No, hey. No, no, my fear is someone's gonna be like, oh, I recognize, like, wait a minute. Is that what why she texted me back? What were the other cities on this list? I gotta know. Like, if DC LA was, was like number five. Where is um, Houston? Yeah. Houston's gotta be up there. I think right? Houston was on the list. I think Houston was like number three, and Atlanta was like Atlanta? number four. I was about to say Atlanta has to probably be up there. I believe LA. Well, Los Angeles, like they y'all, they that's the thing is like it, it's too nice year round out there for you to be ugly like you have to constantly like, work out like people work like out here like you gotta wear like, short sleeves yeah hey like okay i'm east coast like we wait so today's march what 12th march what okay we got like 13th we got three inch three four inches of snow yesterday Oh. Hell no! Right, <laughs> no so thanks. Say, like we we around here, we have a I, I call it my fluffy season. Like I can put on a couple pounds, and it's not, and it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> my it's fluffy cool, season. But if, but if I go to LA, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Oh, this fat bitch." <laughs> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Houston like, was number two. Atlanta was number three, and LA was number five. Plus, like every person moves out to LA to try and like become something, and it's just like you guys got like. Just everyone's hot, like your McDonald's yeah. workers are hot. Like it's just like everyone's yeah. hot. Not to besmirch that McDonald's work. That seems like a shot across the bow, but it's just like no. every no. the McDonald's I workers here look like McDonald's. I was about to say last Starbucks workers. Yeah. I, I was just about to say Starbucks. Starbucks. Oh my like, god. I went into Starbucks and I felt homeless. I was like, oh like, <laughs> <laughs> like they look so good. Speaking of uh, attractiveness and uh, hormones and everything else, we're doing Turning Red on today's podcast. 
Uh, Look at the segue. Right? God, that's why they're paying the big bucks on that the was, news. That was pretty amazing. That was pretty amazing. Uh, we are joined by Aaron Floyd, who has just been mainlining all of our episodes. <laughs> we love Aaron. Thank you so much. We appreciate yeah. it. You're, we're like getting pings on episodes we didn't even know we did. We're, like we apologize back. for any of our bad takes on those podcasts. We, 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 we apologize for them, but we stand by them. All of my takes have been good on this podcast, so <laughs> I apologize for nothing. You tweeted the other day about like our Booksmart episode, which was done like back when we first started this podcast. You yeah, tweeted me something about like uh, about my high school, and I was like, I don't even remember what I said about my high school. <laughs> like, you could be talking about literally anything. You said your high school was in the news like every year for something. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, facts. how are they still teaching children? Because they don't they don't care about children here. We live in Texas. So. It's public school. <laughs> Fair. We do live in Texas. They don't give a shit about children. Fair. Actively trying to kill us sometimes. Um, <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank not you a problem. Um, not for nothing. We did need a female voice on this just on this movie. We just did. <laughs> like, it would have been weird. That was honestly my deciding factor when TJ was when he realized what the movie was about. <laughs> I was yes, like, I didn't. I didn't exactly know what this movie was about. I just knew it was a new Pixar movie. And then I was watching. I was like, "Oh, Aaron, you have to come on this podcast." <laughs> and I was so nervous. I was so nervous. It'd be it'd be three cis dudes just talking about periods on on this podcast. Be like, boy, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah not great. Um, so you know, according to the reviews and the, the allegations, uh, the women that we have on this podcast are are the, the only good part. That's true. Yeah. That's true. We we weren't told that. Yeah. All right. So we are. Uh, yeah. So you big shoes to fill, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> I- I welcome it. <laughs> um, Dex, Teach, how we doing? We doing all right? Tom Brady is still terrorizing your timeline in life, Teach. <laughs> I just got back to watching the NFL, like, literally during the playoffs, and then Tom Brady retired, and I was like, this is amazing. This is a sign from God that I'm supposed to keep watching. And then Tom Brady was like, LOL, just kidding, guys. I'm coming back. And now I'm just like, maybe I don't want to watch the NFL next season. Like, I'm just, I don't want to do the whole Tom Brady thing again, bro. I don't. I'm, sorry. I I'm don't. good, bro. Like honestly, this might move him up to at least number two on the real life supervillain draft board. Like, <laughs> Putin is hard to knock off at the number one spot. Putin's a generational talent there, but Tom Brady's right on his heels. Like this is like Kay Cunningham, Jalen Green part two. Like you can't really go wrong with whoever you draft. Yeah. Oh, he agreed to stay away. He, I, I just put on Twitter. I was just like, man, he had this kids asked him to cook him breakfast, them breakfast one time, and he was like, no thanks. <laughs> one kid my ran the wrong route. Kid ran the wrong route once, and he said, I'm fucking done with this shit. Nah, what happened career. was his daughter asked him to do a TikTok dance, and he was like, nah, fam, I'm good. <laughs> like, if I, no, what <laughs> this is what life is gonna be. I'm out. No, he got on Giselle's nerves. <laughs> she was like, don't you got something to do? <laughs> you really have nothing to do like you don't have you have no some friends so you're just here you're just here just all the time Ugh, i thought i wanted your brain here but no thank you i thought you, you were rich and had friends but like <laughs> you're just here all day talking about football i don't care about the 2004 afc championship right. game bro like giselle's at home creating a linkedin for him like let's find some shit <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, shit. imagine Tom Brady's your uh, barista. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. 
Pass. Um, I, they shouldn't allow him back. They should be like, no, take back. He's like, you, you said you're retired. You're done. You can't come back. Please leave us alone forever. <laughs> Turning red. Uh, Pixar, Disney Pixar's newest adventure um, came out, what, two days ago? Three days? Friday. Yeah, yeah. came out Friday. Uh, a 13-year-old girl named Maylin uh, turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. Uh, it is written and directed by Dome Shi. Uh, Julia Chow, or Cho, sorry, also has a screenwriting credit. And Sarah Stryker uh, has a 7.1 on IMDb, um, an 83 meta score. It's not getting a lot of, it's getting a lot of traction, but not what you, what a normal Disney Pixar movie would get. 64th popularity movie on that website right now, trending wise. Uh, it stars uh, Rosalie Chiang, Sandra Oh, and a cast of other, no one actually super famous. Uh, James Hong is Mr. Gao, is, is, he's been in, in a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, no one other super famous than, than that. Uh, but yeah, Sandra Oh and Rosalie Chiang are the, pretty much the two main characters here. Um, it hasn't made any money because they for some reason decided to, re to release this directly to disney plus which they have done with a few of the pixar movies now and i don't know why any thoughts it's probably like they did plenty with of money we just don't know we just have no way of knowing what it made but yeah. it feels like a lot of people are watching this movie although you're right that nobody's going to the movie theater to watch this movie well they didn't even like put it behind a paywall or anything they didn't yeah, even they try to do put that. it up there yeah didn't they do that I with soul too Soul was the yeah. same way, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're done with the paywall thing. Like, I don't think that's coming back. <laughs> they, point. Did they, they only did it for Black Widow. Mulan. They, they, did, did, they did it for Mulan. Okay. Yeah, Black Widow and Mulan. Which I don't I think that's coming seen. back. Yeah, I haven't seen they it should either. should bring it back. <laughs> Either pay $20 at the movie theater or I'll pay for free at home. Like, this is the way that it should be. We don't get rid of these paywalls, guys. We don't want to pay $20 extra at home. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I think they saw, like... Encanto had like decent success box office wise when it came out, but not really anything major. And then they put it on Disney Plus and it like fucking shook up pop culture immediately. <laughs> True. So they were just, like, it became like the number one soundtrack on like on Billboard and became like the number immediately one. Immediately was on nominated for an Academy Award. Like, yeah, it, so they was, you know, it like, came out a few weeks ago. Yeah, so they're just like, hey, fuck it. Like, we'll just put it like animated movies on Disney Plus now. Like, we don't we don't need to put it in theaters unless we like absolutely know it's gonna be like a huge box office thing. Like, and so they were probably like lukewarm on like the seeing red the turning red box office, and we're like, hey, we don't need headlines about like the first like Disney, uh like the first Pixar movie directed by a be woman to be paywall, like, <laughs> be behind a paywall or to have like mediocre box office, we'll just put it on Disney Plus. Everyone will love it. We'll be done with it, and like whatever. But did, did which is weird. Seeing, did you just call the movie "Seeing Red" because I've been doing that all. I've been doing that. It's been so hard. Why am I doing that? I, I literally can't. I can't stop calling it the wrong name. I can't. I don't know why. Where I'm getting "Seeing Red" from? But I can't stop. Turning red. Turning red. Turning red. Turning red. <laughs> <laughs> seeing red is like a bulls podcast or something. <laughs> um, no. So uh, this has. Stuin Well um, has a 95% has a 95% uh, critic score, which is uh, one of their higher. I think their highest since Soul. Like they don't get most of these Pixar movies don't get below 90%. Uh, 
uh, or even like 85%, but um, has a 69% audience score, which we'll talk about because a lot of people have Jesus. a lot of wrong and bad opinions about this movie. Yeah. Um, the least nice 69 of all time. Yeah, well, this is amazing because you could see like uh, critics are always scared to shit on a kids movie, except for that one critic who got <laughs> very publicly banned for it, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. And then audiences are obviously like severely underrating this movie, probably because it has Asians in it and white people are just like, no. So you might not be able to get like a good score what the movie is from either one of those rankings. And I find that to be fascinating. Listen to the one take pod. We will give you the right and accurate score on this movie. Yeah. Um, but let's start with Aaron, uh, Aaron, go ahead, give us your review and a letter grade, please. A letter grade and review. Okay. So I will put it at an A minus. Um, there's only honestly one thing in the movie I didn't like other than that. I found it to be really good. So I'm gonna put it at an A minus. I really, really, really liked it more than what I honestly, I didn't even look at the, um, previews at all i just i'm a sucker for pixar movies so i'm just gonna watch it regardless <laughs> yeah big Makes kid sense. animated movie i'm in we got snow i'm in the house let's do this so um i thought it was pretty good though um i was familiar with the director prior to seeing this because i did see bow incredible Banger. Fucked up short like it was, it was a little fucking, like it was, it was a shock i was like oh mama just gobbled up her baby dumpling like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I wasn't ready for this. But it was really sweet. And I, so I do like, um, so I was familiar with the director and I knew this was her um, feature film um, first project. So um, I did like it, I liked it a lot, yes. What was the one thing you didn't like? Oh, we, oh, we can go into that? Okay, yeah, so, okay yeah, the one yeah. thing, why not? Okay, so um, the one scene I was very, keep in mind, I've only watched the movie once. Um, I only saw it Friday, I think, or Saturday. Um, It was a scene where Ming, um, the mother, goes and confronts Devin in the grocery store about Mm. things, quote unquote, possibly inappropriate with her daughter. And I know we have to, okay, we can suspend realism or whatever, um, suspend reality. it's a little, it's about a girl turning into a fucking panda. So, okay, this isn't realistic. At the same time, <laughs> I feel like false accusations are a sensitive subject. It's a sensitive subject. And I don't think that glossing over falsely accusing a 17 year old at his job publicly about being possibly inappropriate with his daughter and um, accusing him of possibly being on drugs. Remember when she asked him, she was like, how old are you? And he was like, I'm 17. She was like, well, you look 30 and that's why, that's what drugs do to you. <laughs> Ma'am, like, I don't even know your daughter. And I felt, I thought that was in a, it was uncomfortable to watch. That was they just so did, weird. They just that did the bad boys weird. too. They did the bad boys too bit. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was like, why is this here? And it's, it's a sensitive, like the accusation itself, I think in, realistically is sensitive and it was not just wasn't the right place i think i wish they would have not used that you know that in that situation to show how ming is not listening to her daughter i was like mm, we could have done something else 
Yeah, that was the one. I agree with that. I agree with I that. I don't even think about that in the moment, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. they, they basically accused him of being all. a child molester. I was like, wait, right? What kind of movie is this? I was like, he's seventeen. <laughs> Granted, she's thirteen, but I'm like, can you imagine real life? Like that would have ruined his life. Like the yeah, that's yeah. Be like, what were you doing with my daughter? Did you do this with her? And mind you, the picture she was showing her was like, your daughter drew herself she drew a mermaid. This, like, yes. <laughs> mermaid. Like, what is Some lighthouse fantasies going on. Right. Yikes. I was like, yo, and he, granted, like, the, the, the movie glossed over it. And I think the next day he was back on his shift, not caring about anything. But real life, like, yo, that would have been a police investigation. Those little drawings would have been like, you know, evidence. He would have lost his job. Like I was like, this is so inappropriate. But they did. Yeah, they made too light of that situation. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I thought you were not. <laughs> well, on the other, what did you what did you like about it? Like, how did you get to an I mean, no. Obviously, you enjoyed it, but what what was it about the the movie that really? But it's like, oh, I'm having a good time. Like, what what do they do well for you in your opinion? The thing that I connected with the most in um. I'm pretty sure a lot of women connected with it was how hyper focused these little girls were about a boy band and how <laughs> folk like every girl in their, like K-pop, Justin Bieber, Twilight, Selena, like you can like the, the hyper focus that a young girl has when we are hormonal and that time on any sort of it is is just like that. It is literally just like that. It is our world. It is what we wake up and think about. It is what we talk about at lunch. It is so sad, <laughs> but it is so true. And it was perfect. It was the way that they um, perfectly, like the, the Mei Ling is a dork, but she's very confident about being a dork <laughs> because she has other friends who are on the same level of dork. Which know? feels like a 2020 thing that they put into this 2002 set movie, which was kind of interesting. You know, this, yeah, it was set in 20... It was 2002, in yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It feels so, like a 2020 thing? That, uh, oh, I mean, that uh, she was she was very confident in her, in her, in her dorkiness. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> thing, but most dorks are not confident unless they do have those other friends who are equally if you have a support system in your dork you are yeah. cool you, you, it doesn't matter uh, so she had support so she was good yeah all her friends were dorks so she was like yeah, yeah everything's dorks. cool yeah we can right. we can do this um puberty hit <laughs> dex go ahead man i yeah i really like this movie I'm a I'm at an A minus as well. That's what I gave it on Twitter. I thought this movie was delightful. Most Pixar movies are. Uh, I thought it was like adorable and heartfelt. I really appreciated the like the art and the way it looks and everything like that. There's a sequence at the beginning that I like posted on Twitter where the dad is in there cooking and like you can tell that like the anime is fucking crazy on that one scene of him cooking and I was like this is spectacular. I read a couple of like interviews and stuff from. Um, Domi Shi, or however you pronounce the director's name, and like she talked about how this was inspired by like anime, and obviously, and like that like affected some of the art direction and stuff like that. And you can definitely see that. I really liked how they did that stuff. I appreciated the story. Like it's not anything like groundbreaking or new that we haven't seen before, right? Like we've seen, you know, overbearing mother and you know rebellious daughter, that kind of thing. Like it's it's been done before, but I really like the way that they did it. It felt like a unique spin on it. 
a unique spin on like a regular relatable story. And uh, that guy, I didn't get to read the review before it got taken off the internet because that guy got Twitter ratio so hard that Good they erased Lord. all traces of his review from <laughs> the internet. Incredible. It. It's on Wikipedia. <laughs> he got ratioed so hard it's in the wikipedia article for this for this movie yeah but yeah i didn't get to read it but like his thing about not like not being able to relate to it like it's only for certain people and like those people who relate to it but like other people can't bullshit like everyone's I, been a teenager sorry to interrupt everyone's been a teenager everyone's been embarrassed by their parents or tried to impress their parents or done any, yeah. so that review was just bananas i can't believe that guy thought i'm gonna hit send on this shit he thought he read a Pulitzer. <laughs> he thought he had him he thought he killed him with that one yeah i'm gonna I'm tease disney right now they're not gonna make any more asian movies on my watch <laughs> what a what a loser <laughs> what a bozo fucking idiot but yeah like you get ratioed so bad that it ends up on wikipedia that is a wiki- bad day of tweeting you did a bad job bro like, like i got out. i've been ratioed so hard that like it was trending on twitter but like it's not on the jamie fox wikipedia page you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> right boy, I'm, I'm, boy, I'm, I'm going to update the Jimmy Fox Wikipedia page right now. User boy, Dexon. Our boy Anthony Duckett got ratioed the other day for like not knowing about MC Hammer. Like, but like that's not on, on MC Hammer's Wikipedia page. Like I, I would die. You'd have to delete your account immediately. Like it's no other recourse. But oh God. Anyway, back to the movie. Yeah, this movie is extremely relatable. Like, because I remember being a kid around 2002 honestly who was like super obsessed with boy bands and like i had a whole like presentation that i gave my parents one year because i really wanted to go to a chris brown concert <laughs> me and my cousin oh my were both God. like we are we're old enough um we love all this music it's not that expensive it's not that far to drive we've researched this we can all go like i've been there like you know what i'm saying so i appreciated that part of it i thought like Apparently, Billie Eilish and her brother wrote the songs for the uh, for the boy band, and they're like kind of jamming, good. low key. Yeah. yeah, they're so uh, good. So I've been yeah, to them all weekend. Fuck <laughs> with that. And there's a scene like the band is called Four Town, and the mom was like, "Why is it called Four Town if there's five of them?" And I was like, "Thank you for asking." I had the same like, question. I was like, someone asked that. It's like Thank four. You. It's like four asterisks town. <laughs> yeah. It's because two of them are twins. They're Aaron, you know what? Aaron D and Aaron Z or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one Aaron. The fact that you know that is fa- is incredible. I did not pick up on that at all. I didn't did pick up, up on that, that either. I was like, there's five of them. It should be five now. Damn it. But yeah, you know, so like just Aaron. little shit like that. <laughs> like made this movie delightful for me. The only thing that I can knock it for, the only reason it's not like an A plus or an A for me is that like this movie has the teenage girl problem in a movie where like it's so hard to make your movie about a teenage girl and like make it make sense for adults because there's so many times where the main character may is like mom i'm an adult i'm 13 years old and as a viewer you're just like okay (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) whatever (laughs) you don't even have bills yet kid What are what are you? No, get out of here. You're not an adult. You're a 13 year old. Like relax. Obviously, your mom is overbearing and insane for showing up at your school and bringing you like maxi pads and shit to school. <laughs> that is the most relatable shit. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that 
shit was so relatable. I was like, well, let's talk about it right now because that was the most risque thing that I think I've ever seen in a Pixar film. And it's not even like that risque. It's not even like risque. Like I'm being like, but it, it really is the most like thing where they're just like, we're talking about periods now. Yeah, they put it out front and well, I was, and I appreciated it though. But I was like, yo, that's yeah. the most relatable shit. Not even her mom showing up. So first of all, she was hiding behind a tree and she kicked the security guard. Like, hold on. <laughs> that was really funny. I was like, mom is wild. But um, just I, how the mother handled it, like, like first time, like my mom pulled out like a body bag of. Pe- I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? Like, please leave. Like, you were you were way too prepared. You're a delicate <laughs> flower, <laughs> right? And I'm like, this is so like, but I, I I remember the embarrassment of it, and I'm like, Jesus, oh my gosh, I was like, this is so real. <laughs> But yeah, for me, the movie is an A minus. I found it like extremely delightful and fun, and I liked all the side characters. Her group of friends was really funny to me, mm-hmm. like all their like different weird voices and personalities and stuff like that. I loved. Um, yeah, man. I, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch this shit on Disney Plus. You have nothing to lose. So, A minus. Teach. Uh, I gave it a B. Uh, I also hmm. enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it like as much as. Even some of the more recent Pixar movies, I enjoyed as much as Soul. Obviously, we only have to bring out the Pixar classics, but I'm like Aaron. If it's a Pixar movie, I'm just going to watch it. I was already going to watch this, and then y'all were like, we should plot about this. I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch it tonight. So, like, I had a perfectly good time. Uh, I really liked her friend group, and I thought that part of the storyline was just, like, phenomenal. Every time the friends were on on screen, I just was having a good time being in their friend group. Um a really unique and interesting way to talk about the like issues of puberty and like issues of I thought they did a really good job of kind of paying the main character like you knew where it was going when she was in the first montage she's like I'm 13 I'm an adult like you knew exactly what was what was happening like oh she doesn't know anything but like that fact of like you know start literally starting the movie saying like the 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 tenant, a basic tenant of Asian households, is like you have to respect your parents. I thought that was a really smart way to start the movie because that's basically what the movie's about. Like, at some point, she has to uh, decide whether she's going to be her own individual person and or whether she's going to choose her parents because at that point, when she's 13, it feels like a binary decision. I can either respect my mom or I could respect myself, but I can't do both. And I love the scene where the kids are like, hey, like, this is your daughter's idea. But, uh, you know, like, in my friend group, Personally, we don't snitch like that. So, like, my friends would have never told my parents that, like, TJ came up with this whole idea. Because, like, if your parents aren't here, like, you got to shoulder this one. Like, you just got to be like, no, it was my idea. So, I didn't really like the fact that her friends, like, basically told on her. But then I understood they were doing that so that she can have the moment where she walks away from her friends. When you know they're going to get back together. But, like, I was like, oh, okay, I understand. Because, like, my friends don't snitch like that. Like, we would never have done that to our parents. Like, never. But I really liked the fact that, you know, she she the the metaphor of like okay i'm going to do what i want to do and what i want to do is, is panned all over the place i really like to turn that into a verb that's really funny like i'm just gonna be panned all over the place like i like the panda i want to pan all over the place i'm not ashamed of it like i don't want to get rid of this thing and i know that my whole family thinks that this is a curse or a bad thing but like this is actually a blessing that was just so cool that was just like a, such a cool way to tell a story Although I, I think someone said this in group chat, like the movie is extremely predictable, but it's also a kid's movie. So like, it didn't, mm-hmm. I don't go into a kid's movie thinking that like, they're going to be plot twists and like, oh my God, I can't believe the commentary that's being made. Like it's a kid's movie. I can imagine you sitting down with your little girl who hasn't had puberty yet and being able to have certain touch points of like, oh yeah, her mom thinks that she's having a period. By the way, let me tell you what a period is because you're 10 years old. Maybe we haven't had that conversation yet. Like, I, I, I think that serves a, a very good purpose. 
And I can only imagine what it'd be like to watch this with a little girl and kind of explain, like, they're making a joke here that, like, the mom thinks it's superior. That's why she has these pads. By the way, if you aren't ready to have that conversation with your kid, do not watch this (laughs) movie. (laughs) Because it's going to come up. It's going to come up. (laughs) It's like in the first 15 minutes of the movie. (laughs) Right. What are all those pads for? I I really liked kind of that when she's in the bathroom and the mom even though it was a bit weird because the mom knows about the actual panda thing. So it was weird that the mom's first thought was like, have her period. But I was thinking maybe the mom had had her period before she turned into a panda. I didn't really understand why the mom was like, oh, she must be having her period as opposed to, oh, she might have turned into a panda. She might have turned into a giant monster. Right. Maybe, but maybe the mom had her period before she turned to a panda. That's what the mom's like. Oh, I thought I had more time. You didn't even get your period yet. Like you're all of a sudden you're a pan, you're panda in everywhere. This is crazy. Uh, but I, I I just generally had a good time. The jokes are really timely. It's not like the longest movie. It made it a really easy watch. And I I don't understand how anyone could watch this movie and think that they are othered or they're not in the in group. Because I I felt the same way as uh, I think Royden just said. Like I've been a teenager. I understand the dynamics of like don't don't embarrass me in front of my class and the mom was being so embarrassing where she's beating up the security guard and she's just like the mom is so embarrassing like you got haters in your class this hater like wants to see you he's your ops he wants to see you fail and now in your most embarrassing moment like he's he's hamming it up like it felt it felt like they did enough to make you feel like you've been a teenager you understand this movie i really liked it i had a good time with it i would give it a solid beat the I belly laughed when when they go, your mom is outside and she does the the anime turn or the uh, the, the pan in <laughs> yes. and her mom's sitting around the tree with the sunglasses on. And it, it's just it's the funniest thing. And like I, I really laughed out loud. And yeah, and there's a there's a ton of like I belly laughed at a lot of a lot of the jokes in there. And the little uh, the Korean, the Korean friend, the little uh, the little girl in, in the group was was cracking me up cracking my wife up and i the entire time and 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 we were we just had a genuinely like fun time watching the movie i think this was like the most fun it's tough to like analyze pixar movies but they have done such a good job of like integrating like messages and and adult humor and adult themes into their movies since the beginning of time that like they almost exist on a different plane of of film where it's like you have to look at these things critically a little bit like normally like like shrek you aren't gonna go in and you'll be like well let's break down like the meaning behind what his swamp is and what that means to him no (laughs) they're not talking about like the existential crisis of like death and accomplishing (laughs) and accomplishing your goals before death like in soul you know what i mean but this on top of all of that where they have done a bunch of heady things like onward it's like how do you deal with the loss of a loved one like soul was like what do you do you know what does your time on earth mean what is death and luca was a little bit less than that but but this is one of the more straightforward fun times i think i had with this but it's still a subject that like obviously people aren't comfortable like people old people online aren't comfortable talking to their grandkids or their kids about because it's just like oh we got to talk about puberty with our kids now shit i wasn't prepared for that (laughs) and it just and obviously they knew that when they made this movie and i thought it was a really cool way to do that now it was yeah it was pretty straightforward within the first couple of minutes of the movie that it was like 
oh, the panda is a thing for like puberty and growing up. But then also on top of that, like we said, they're like, we have pads and tampons and and mm-hmm. everything else in this movie. We're talking about periods and we're talking about, uh, you know, liking boys and girls and everything else and what that means. And, and so, so it becomes something else towards the end and it becomes more of like having to deal with past trauma or, or dealing with, uh, unresolved issues with with past generations of your family like you know they all her mom has mom problems her mom had mom problems and mm-hmm. just like this whole thing and i saw a lot of people on twitter saying like this isn't a this isn't a new thought saying it's about dealing with generational trauma i don't know if it's that deep but it is but it is it becomes something else than just the puberty movie kind of towards the end i will say that the plot gets like oh friend <laughs> friends are not friends anymore and then they're friends again and yay that's like every pixar movie it was literally like that when you're 13 yeah right right. (laughs) it was literally luca so you know that was that you know she just basically she shows up at the concert and they're friends again and the dude that's been dry snitching on her the entire time they're friends with him because he's now he likes the band so it was just kind of like all right like that's kind of where I would take points off because it just kind of where like gets really thin at the very end of it, but it's not like that big of a deal. Um, I think, I think the use of decks, like you said, and I noticed this too, the, all the anime eyes and like the anime animation and stuff just goes perfectly in this film. Like, why wouldn't it? And um, obviously Pixar does stuff with, with hair and motion that they done. I thought the camera work like in Raya that I mentioned in our Raya episode, I thought the camera work of this was really good when they were like following her around on chase scenes and all that stuff. I thought that was actually really cool. Um, A lot of stuff that looked like handheld shots. Like if you're watching a movie, it looks like they're actually filming the scene instead of like animating it like in 2d. Yeah. It's got a little Um, shaky cam to it. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I don't know how they do that, but I noticed it <laughs> and it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. To say that, to say that like this doesn't spread a good, me- I saw people online saying, Oh, this doesn't spread a good message to like go against you. It's just saying you're going, you should go against your parents and promotes oh, this brother promotes oh. dissent against your, against your parents and you shouldn't listen to them or your elders or whatever. Shut up. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Your mom, when your mom you with pads outside yeah. of school, like yeah, you can you can push back a little uh, bit. This I'm is sorry. this is also like this post 9-11. This is post Columbine. Like yeah. your mom just pull it up to the school. No, you can't man. do that. We're not right. doing this. Like <laughs> you can't just be outside. You know what I'm saying? You gotta go check in at the desk for that. Like right, she behind a tree. Yeah, and it becomes sort of even (laughs) it becomes even more of a message about like autonomy over yourself and stuff. I think towards towards uh, after they do the whole period bit, which you know I thought that's what this movie was just going to be the entire time. But yeah, it becomes they do the joke a couple of times, and then it it becomes its own sort of thing, and it becomes being like your own person and growing up and stuff like that. And I really appreciated that, and it's something that we don't really talk about with kids is that eventually like you have to form your own personality and the people that you surround yourself with, like you better make sure that they are who you want to be around and that you have good friends and a good support system and everything else. And also that you, you know, kind of realize 
sometimes where your parents are coming from, but there's a lot of less, there's a lot more lessons in this movie than just like, yeah, sometimes teenagers are horny. Like that's, there's, there's more lessons than that. Now the jokes around that are very funny. Like when she, when she turns into the panda and she goes outside the store and she does the awooga, I laughed out loud. I thought it was one of, I thought it was one of the funniest the best things. Laugh, the best laugh I had was when the girls came back to the playground and they were, ta- after they had already tried to get all their parents to, you know, buy their tickets to see Ford Town. And mm-hmm. they were talking about how all their parents shut them down. And one of them said, my mom said it was stripper music. What's wrong yeah. with that? <laughs> What's wrong they, with that? This is the most, this is the most like, quote unquote, what? probably raunchy, um, raunchy Pixar movie that you're going to get. Definitely. At, at, like, you know, until like she says crap a couple of times. Yeah, true. We, they talk about strip. Yeah, they talk about stripper music. They talk and about. And the girl said, What's, she was like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. I, was, I literally I had to rewind it. I was like, did she say what's wrong with that? And I was like, because I mean, wheels on a bus could be stripper music as long as you're taking your clothes off. I mean, hey. you don't know. You don't know. I wouldn't like, want to go see somebody strip the wheels on the bus, but I understand the point. Like that makes a lot of sense. Like, that, but if the music hey, not slapping, I'm leaving. This happens, so I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Um, I could be sold, depending. You know that girl, that, <laughs> that woman sold. that you retweeted onto your timeline, you deviant. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't. You're no. referring to so many people right now. Tease knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Triple H lady. Oh my god. Oh, no you mean waterworks? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if she would, if she preferred to do that to Wilson on the bus, I, I, I'm with Dex. I would not leave the establishment. <laughs> I will amend my statement. That's true. Um, you can do that to the Lord's prayer. I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, sorry. No. I'll probably stand for that. I'm going to miss a miracle. No, fuck that. <laughs> You're getting baptized. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. oh. Jesus. You're taking Hopefully sacrament. nobody listening knows what we're talking about. And if you do, I, uh, well, then you are a deviant. I mean, if it was don't, you don't look. directly to you. Don't no. go look if you don't know what we're talking about. Don't go yeah. look. <laughs> there were a lot of good jokes. Okay, one thing I wanted to ask, because I had been thinking about it, it at the um the moment in the movie where the mother was when she did go into the bathroom that scene specifically um when she you know came in with a pad stick and it was like her first you know period or whatever and she's you know it's really her daughter panda you know for the first time it gave me teen wolf vibes so bad teen wolf <laughs> yeah teen wolf remember like remember he turned into the wolf and then his father he was like no dad like you don't want to see this and then <laughs> His father, you know, turned out to be the wolf too. And he was like, I wasn't expecting. I thought it skips a generation. Uh-huh. He was like, uh-huh. no, dad, it landed right on my face. I was like, this is very teen wolf. And then <laughs> when he started to, you know, abuse the wolf and, you know, show up at school and like, you know, use it. I was like, this is exactly what she's doing with Panda. She's like, you know, using the Panda appearances to get her money for her tickets. I was like, this is very teen wolf. She's out like, here pipping the Panda, bro. That's I definitely got teen wolf vibes. I did too. I thought the same thing when they started when she started leaning into the panda and the panda was the was the uh the the hit at the party i was like this is team wolf like this is obviously Very team team wolf. Wolf. Yeah. yeah i uh i on the other hand just kept going panda 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 <laughs> <laughs> i kept doing that to kayla she's like can you shut up please <laughs> i'm an idiot i just can you please stop with a panda um i gave this movie an a i thought it was i thought it was 
really like a 95 out of a hundred. I thought it was so much fun. I had more fun with this than I did, you know, with Luca. Um, I had less existential dread with it than I did with soul. And I thought soul was like an A plus. <laughs> oh my so, God. Um, I mean, it's like half a movie. Like yeah. Luca, I feel like you can't really compare to any of the other Pixar movies. Like they, Luca feels like an extended short. Like they, mm-hmm. they had too much for a short, not enough for a feature film. And they just like fell in the middle and just dropped it on Disney plus. But like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I put this like, it's on par with Onward for me, like, which is a really good movie to me, but it's not like top tier Pixar, at least not right now. I'll first watch. It might be in a couple years. We'll see. I just think it's one of the funnier Pixar movies that I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah. And it, it, the lesson wasn't super heavy, but yeah, I, <laughs> the, the nerds on the nerds on Twitter and online are just completely missing the, the whole point of, of a children's movie, which is sad, but it, it seems is- like their whole point is to be racist and that women, and oh, yeah. especially women of color, shouldn't <laughs> be making movies. That's their point. Oh, misogyny. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> That's new. Oh, no. Racism. <laughs> Who could have known? Who would have thought? <laughs> no, yeah. Just just to just to be like, oh, I can't see. I can't take away anything from this movie. It's like, you know what movie I can't take away anything from? The Godfather, because I'm not a gangster. Like, what do you want? <laughs> what are we talking about? I can't take away. I, what are we going to talk about? Like Avengers Endgame, because I'm not Thor. Like, what are what is this? You know no, what I mean? Take away from yeah, Endgame is always so much the head. in that movie, though. And I liked I liked the small. You could tell that um, Domi, she you could tell she's a millennial. You can kind of tell yeah. she. Yeah, you could definitely tell, um, especially by like the music choices. Like they had uh, they were playing. What was Everybody. it? Slide. <laughs> they were yeah. playing cha-cha slide at the birthday party. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <was really> <laughs> like, and then the little um, the little thing that she had, the, um, the little Tamagotchi like thing, now, but it was a Tamagotchi. Oh, yeah. I like, yeah. She's such a millennial. Like, yeah, she it, the, those little things that she had. And you could tell. Yeah, she was an anime fan. Like she was born in 1989, so she would have been 13 in 2000 and in 2002. So this feels very personal uh, and very drawn from experience. She's not, yeah, she's not old at all. So didn't she also grew up in Toronto. I, like, yeah, I think that part did. is taken yeah, from her life too. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely got some issues to work out with her parents, like between <laughs> Bow and between this. Between Bow and this. Oh yeah, no, she's got. Yeah. She's uh, she's got some things to talk about. She she them. needs to talk. She needs to talk to her mom. She needs to call her mom. <laughs> no, that's, that's when you come in with your therapist on Monday. Like so, <laughs> so turning red. What is was... there anything you want to discuss? <laughs> After One watching day. you bow, the mom should have said, do we have something to talk about? But definitely <laughs> yeah, do we have a after problem? Tony Red, the mom okay. should be like, all right, let's stop this right now. We have to have a conversation right now. What is are this, you doing? <laughs> is this fucking play about us? <laughs> <laughs> are um, you the dumpling? <laughs> yeah. no, speaking of the mom, I, I thought Sandra Oh, I thought she was incredible, actually. So like, like, uh, like a lot of voice cast kind of get lost if it's not tom hanks or tim allen you know what i mean for for that or owen wilson for you know what i mean but like it kind of gets lost in who's actually doing the voice and it's a lot a lot of times it's a lot of like voice actors but but pixar isn't afraid of putting super famous people in this in their movies this they kind of went the other route but sandra oh i thought 
like gave a really good performance in a voice acting role here. Yeah. She's the most famous person in this movie. No, and I thought, James Hong. Um, oh, I'm sorry. James Hong um, from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, um, yeah. From the golden child he yeah. was in he golden did a child yeah on. he did he's i mean he has over 600 acting credits i mean james hong and i just actually looked it up because i wanted to be sure he's 93 good lord still working Damn. Been, right he has been working for like 60 like james i love him personally i, love, I grew like up really scott really scott will never retire <laughs> james is hong. he is he the mr ping he's in kung fu panda as well yeah, I believe so. He was a shaman. He was the one who came, he came to do the ritual at the mm -hmm. end of the movie. Oh, yeah. I knew I reckoned as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, I know this man. I know this voice. Well, him going like, you can do anything. I prefer Tony Bennett. <laughs> you can sing anything. I prefer Tony Bennett. But your grandmother's more traditional. Can we talk about the music a sec? Because I, I wouldn't have known who was behind composing this music until Aaron told me, but it made me think about uh, watching the uh, Goofy movie, which is the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. And they let they let Tevin Campbell do the music, and the music was that so boy was good. cooking, bro. It still slaps. Like it's having funny. music that's just good on that level. Like you make it a boy band, and then you make the songs like catchy enough to where like people will actually go listen to them. I mm. thought they did that very well. I did not know. I have never heard a Billie Eilish song. I don't really know anything about. Yes, her. you have. I, ha I really have not. Like, I don't know anything about this. Isn't she like 17 or some shit like that? That's not the kind of music I listen to. I think she's, she's 19 about 20. She's 19 or 20 oh, now. Yeah. I, did, I did not listen to young white pop starlets. That's not my <laughs> typical demo. But um, I didn't know that about this movie. But I did, as I was going to the movie, I was like, oh, this, this music's actually good. Like, this sounds like boy band music. And I can understand why little 13-year-old girls would be into this music. Like, it's catchy. And they did a good job on that front. It wasn't quite power line, but it was fire enough. So it didn't surprise me when Aaron said she's been listening to it all day. Uh, I have. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying when I tell you like this is on my phone. Like I've been listening to it. <laughs> I'm not lying, but it was perfect. Um, like NSYNC, Backstreet Boy, yeah. like early 2000s, late 90s music. Mm -hmm. And it's actually kind of odd that okay so her brother um gosh i'm going to forget his name um, Phineas. Phineas, thank you he Phineas is the one who actually wrote and produced most of billy eilish no way eilish. i his name is Phineas eilish his name is Phineas eilish last name eilish is, is not eilish. there like name. oh that's a, their that's last name, name. Is okay. not i got it got it got it but um he did uh, most of her right, but she and he wrote three of the songs on the soundtrack, and he is actually one of the singers in Four Town. Yeah, as well. Oh, wow. Yes, he's one of the singers, and um, I was telling him earlier, I was like Jordan Fisher. Okay, so I know Jordan Fisher from To All the Boys, Part Two. He played John Ambrose. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and also I'm not I'm not gonna say too much on him because he does he adds people on Twitter. He'd be having time. Oh. <laughs> oh. He was like, yeah, he's the the black one. I hate to say that, but he a four Robert. town. 
Yeah. yeah. Was the black one the lead singer? I couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah. It seemed like he okay. was, yeah, which he I really fuck with. He like was that. he was the he was the Nick Cannon of that group. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Yeah. But Justin but they I was did into a it. really good job because by the first the first time I heard the music in the movie, I was just like, Oh, this is cute. This is cute. But they kept playing it and playing it by the yeah, end kept... of the credits. I knew the words. I was singing the song. <laughs> oh, also no, we should I'm never gonna let you cry. <laughs> oh my, like I was in. Oh my. Like, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh, oh, um, it's be your ride or die. Like, yo, I was in that shit by the end of the credits. Like, yeah. And then the end credits. Did you guys see the end credits, by the way? There's a, there's I don't like, think I watched yeah, it. There's, there's a five second scenes, end credits yeah. of the dad in the basement singing a song and dance. <laughs> <laughs> the dad was hilarious in this movie. Dude, I the dad the was dad. one of the best parts. I loved the dad. The dad was like, he was like, yo, I'm for my girls. I'm gonna support them. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make dumplings. <laughs> I do here. like, I do like how they didn't like they didn't make it like dumb dad thing, but he, he was just like, he's just kind of in the background. He's like, I'm here if you need me. Supportive. Yeah. <laughs> but they he didn't make him like falling him. over himself like. Yeah. Dumb dad. I mean, they did a little bit because there was like, yeah, he there was was like one dumb. scene where uh I think the mom was like trying to like follow her out like to the party or whatever. And she was like, No, you should hang out here with dad. And she like looks over at the dad and he's just like fucking just at the table being a dumbass. Because yeah. he was like, What? Hang out with me? Yeah. <laughs> also, the, incredible. the okay. score of this movie was uh was done by Ludwig Gordonson. If you don't know that. Who that is? Yeah, um, fucking! I can't believe that he is like an Oscar winner and yeah. a multi Grammy winner. Like, yeah. used to be Childish Gambino's like weird white producer friend, and now he's like fucking everywhere scoring movies and shit. He like, did the, very dope. He does the he does the score for the Mandalorian. He does do 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 do. That's he does from, it for Atlanta too, right? Like he's, he's yeah. he scores a lot of shit now. Just because he, he did. Was I think he did Black Gambino's Panther white too? friend. Yeah, uh, Creed. Creed was okay. There you go. He might have done Black Panther. Yeah, he I think, did. I'm pretty sure he did Black Panther. He, he yeah. did Black Panther as well. He's done uh, a lot of shit. He's like he's good. Yeah, him and he just came out of nowhere. Like he was trying to get be those weird white producer friend getting shouted out. We were all like, "Who the fuck is Ludwig?" And now, fucking Oscar winner and shit. Like what? <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that's uh, that. It's a really interesting kind of backing behind this movie as well anything else that we uh that we that really stood out to us i like toronto as a setting we don't see that i mean a lot of films now like use toronto as new york or whatever yeah they always turn it into something different yeah big yeah. city but i like a movie being just genuine gen, genuinely set in toronto like you don't see that very often i feel like i don't know i thought it was I think because Domi, she i believe she is she grew up in toronto or she grew up in canada Mm -hmm. yeah. That was the thing that I thought was interesting about the movie is that um, she is, an, her parents at least, I don't know if she was born here or China, but she, her parents are immigrants. So it was interesting like how she, because there, there's always going to be, especially thing with Asian, or not even Asian, with um, any immigrant in, you know, your children here, like they're experiencing Western culture for the first time, they're experiencing a different culture, but they want you to, you know, experience it but also they want you to have their culture from where they grew up too and that is what like Mei Ling was really trying to or Mei Ling was trying to 
try to combat. She's like, you know, I want to be a child. I want to be with my friends. But at the same time, I have to work in this. What was it? A temple? Like the temple. Yeah. Yeah, After school, doing tours. (laughs) And it's like, oh, she had to really like balance so much on her shoulders for just, and that's a lot, I think. And I think that is Domi Shi's story of being an immigrant child, like having to balance so much of that. And I think she did that really, really good. That's also what I don't want to talk about. I feel like that metaphor got a little mixed, like by the end of the movie, like the whole like trying to like break away from the past culture thing or whatever. Because by the end of the movie, she's like apparently more in touch with the ancestors than like the people who actually grew up caring about the ancestors. Like I didn't. I am, that's like one thing I was like I'm confused. I don't understand like what what we're trying to do here. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to, I don't I don't even know where to start and where to get into that. Maybe it just kind of got lost in translation with the with him. Maybe she accepted the panda and now she is closer to the the spirit than people that were trying to separate themselves from. I don't know. Yeah, but that's like, what I, I got like, from that it. doesn't I make sense to me. I was I like whatever. Um I will say I will say this movie does in, you know, uh, people being racist will say, well, there's not enough white people in your movie. Uh, this movie does a really good job of like representation without, you know, hitting you over the face. I don't know. It, like it's about a, about a Chinese American girl or a Chinese Canadian girl, her uh, Indian friend, her Korean friend and her white friend. And it's just like a really cool thing of representation. You see a, a Sikh uh, man, I believe is the, uh, security guard. Security guard. Security guard. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's a really cool, like, it just how like actual culture looks out in the wild is what they did with this movie. So that's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Can, can someone explain to me why, other than like movie magic, why the boy band like goes back on stage and starts singing the song when the pandas are doing their panda thing? Because I didn't understand that at all. Because like. If a giant panda attacks my show, like I'm going to the back, like fans be damned. I'm not coming back out there when the pandas are still out there. I, I didn't understand that. They just all started singing like they were still doing the show. And power I was like, of oh, friendship. This show is over, bro. That this is the power is- of music. Power is- yeah, they realize you got to sing because for some reason that's going to help the, the magic and to get her not to be a panda anymore. So we're going to be singing. <laughs> we no, sing they louder. probably realized that they still had to get paid. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, we know. Canceled, bro. <laughs> the big ass panda coming here grabbing up kids. I'm, I'm. The show is canceled, bro. That's the last my they last saw, time. They saw the chalks on the ground starting to light up, and like the giant ass pandas <laughs> in the middle, and they were like, "Some, some magic shit's going on." I'm just this is around. gonna get. This is gonna get so many views on TikTok. So many views. <laughs> 2002 TikTok. 2002 TikTok. I don't even what. What would TikTok. even be. MTV was still around, I guess. Like, what is like? This is this gonna be so popping on MySpace and this new thing <laughs> oh called YouTube. No, what was Black Planet or College Clubs? I don't know. <laughs> I did really like how, like, at the end of the movie, when they're like raising money to like rebuild the Sky Dome or yeah, whatever, they didn't leave like, that. So much fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't let that go because I I leaned over to Caitlin. I said, "Wouldn't they be in jail?" And like <laughs> right. the. The, their their solution is like just we'll raise a fund to go i don't know how they're eating or anything because all of my money would be going to that but yeah they just kind of i guess the, i guess the thought is i guess the thought is like hey if you don't want me to become a panda and like destroy the city like we'll just pay it off gradually 
Yeah, I mean, right. what are you gonna do? I can turn to a giant red panda. Like, are you gonna shoot me? No, you're not. Like, the fact that her mom was so big, though, I was like, damn. <laughs> her mom was huge. I was like, goddamn, because even the even the other the other family members were like normal size, like her size, and then her mom was like as like, big as the fucking stadium. Like, Low key, I was like, bro, your daddy big. a freak. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought Daddy Wildin', bro. <laughs> I thought the same thing because she might like he must have been putting out good because she like fought her mom over that. <laughs> he yeah. and and she he's like, what he turned she turned into a panda and have an argument with her mom and he was like, Me, duh. Like, he was doing something right. He was doing something right. Cause she was like, No, my bag, this is the last straw. I'll turn into big ass pen on your ass. He was like, She your mom was like giant or huge or whatever he said. And then she like actually turned into the panda and the daughter was like, like you didn't tell me she was like a fucking Godzilla. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and do y'all know? Like, I'm weird. Okay, so I'm weird. I'm a kind of an animal lover, like obsessive. So I actually knew this going in, but do you know, like pandas actually symbolize patience and. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they wow. Actually, they, oh. they, they're a symbol for like being calm and being patient. And I know, which is, I mean, it makes sense for the movie when you think about like how she had to be calm in order to not be the, it makes sense, but it's also funny because it's like your rage turned you into this monster that's actually really chill like red pandas are actually <laughs> extremely not small but they're actually pretty small animals and they're very um they're like they're the size of a animals. like a medium-sized dog right they're or like even a smaller animals. dog yeah they're like the size yeah and they're very solitary animals like they're not you know it's it was really weird it was like hmm interesting but i don't know why i know that shit so, so. i thought it was you are I thought it, animals that's why very i used to want to be a veterinarian when i was a kid oh that's Explains so that much. Makes so much sense. <laughs> um, I did think it was funny how instead of like all of the, uh, I think it was a good kind of flip of like instead of all of the her school friends or uh, the school people shunning them for her being different or whatever, that they're just like, "This is the coolest shit ever. Can we pay you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, was like, that, that would have been me. That girl was getting, at that birthday party. I was getting mad. I was like, "How many more rides? Like, excuse me." Yeah. Hey, bro, for $200 in, like, 2002 money? Man, nah, I need all the fucking rides. Nah, you got, you got to be, like, the whole night, I got to be riding around. This is fucking Bush Air dollars. Oh this, my this is before the recession. Things were good. Um, this I don't felt know who like... was in Canada in 2002. I can't make a joke about that. I'm not that cultured, but, you know, still. I think it was a Trudeau sure <laughs> um i did i did think that uh i i called this movie originally like book smart but for kids because it mm -hmm. had that feeling at the very beginning of it that uh, seems a little reductive because it's like a female-led comedy but like it just it had that same feeling of it too like outsiders are trying to like make their way in like in whatever world this is and they're super confident in what they're doing like you were saying at the very beginning of the podcast they're just super confident in their dorkdom or whatever and i just i just really i i kind of made that comparison and it feels like the most like yeah accurate of, if you're going to compare it to another movie i guess i don't know but you anything else when you have friends <laughs> yeah anything else that we think about this movie before we um direct or do the best female director's draft 
Um, give Domi she more work. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> She's incredible. She has won an Academy Award, and she is this. I think this is gonna like do numbers on Disney Plus. I really do. Same. I, agree. I hope so. She deserves. Plus, like you should just have a career for the rest of your life if you make Bow. So. Yeah, that was such. What was the movie that it even? I couldn't even remember. Wait. Was it Onward? Can you remember? No, I don't, I don't think so. It was before. It's before that. Onward, it might have been like Incredibles two. That makes it more. Might have been Incredibles two. Because I remember, like, the theater was full, and we were all fucking shook. <laughs> silent. We were silent in that theater, like, oh shit! Like it was like an audible gasp of like so many people. Everyone was like, hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> you were attached. You got so emotionally attached to that fucking dumpling, like. Um, I cried. I think when Caitlin showed me that for the first time, I was like, Jesus Christ! I was shook. I can't believe that the that they ate the dumpling. I just, I almost, I couldn't believe it. It was the way she did it. It was so fast. Like she, <laughs> <laughs> when I say gobble up, like yo, she. Yeah, it was Incredibles too. Yeah, that makes sense because she was also on the storyboard art for Incredibles two as well as Toy Story four, The Good Dinosaur, and yeah. Inside Out. So she's. Is uh, this her first time directing a, a, a film? This is the first time. Yep. What was wow, it? What was the stat? Extremely Dex impressive. First uh, female full-time director and second yeah, Asian first director. Female solo director, yeah. Because there have been like in Pixar history, directors who have like yeah in Pixar history. Because there have been some female directors who have like worked with a man on. Got 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 some other movies. I think Soul was like that. Like there was a woman involved in directing, but she wasn't the only director. So. I want to say her um, illustrator or her DP. I want to say um, there's another Asian woman that she worked with in Bao who was like, you know, doing the illustration for Bao that she brought on for um, Turning Red as well. And that was like her first feature film as well. Yeah, she yeah. did. She definitely yeah, deserves wow. to, deserves to continue to make movies, especially if she had wait, hands. I can't in. wait to see what she did next. I was I really enjoyed that. She had hands in Inside Out and Toy Story Four and all that stuff. Then yeah, absolutely. Like, plus Let this movie. Cook. Plus this movie is just great too. I like I said, I gave yeah. it a ninety-five. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. All More right, Domi she ISOs. Let her cook. Um, all right, we're gonna do best female directors draft right after this ad break from Apollo Houston. All right, <laughs> let's do it. Dex, give us a give us a draft order. I I picked last time. Um, we'll go Tej, Aaron, Royden, Dex. Tej, Aaron, Royden, Dex. Okay, Tej, first pick. Okay, it's gonna be tough. Oh, this is so much pressure. <laughs> Wait, are we not taking a break? For we used to take a break here. I it's it's fake. Shit, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Movie um, magic, people. Fuck, man. I mean, we can all cut right. all this out. It's fine. I'm, I'm going. Yes, let's cut all this out. Uh, I got to pull up my list. I made a list earlier of the uh, female directors I wanted to potentially draft, but uh, it's not pulling up on time. I remember who was on the list, but I don't remember who I had first. Sure. <laughs> Teach says, I know female directors. <laughs> For twenty dollars, name a woman. Okay, okay, <laughs> name, okay. Name one woman. <laughs> okay, I'm going to 
take this is just your favorite. This is not like all time best women directors, right? Yeah, well, I just, I'm, I'm going to shout out. I'm going to shout out uh, one of my favorites from 2019. Her name is uh, Lorraine Scafaria. I think that's how you say her last name. Uh, she did Hustlers. And when I walked out of Hustlers, uh, I was like, I can't believe yeah. this film. I have to look at who directed this. And I saw this woman and I started to go look her up. And I cannot wait to see who she makes next because I, I am one of those people that thought Hustlers was just like out of this world phenomenal. And not just because I was horny. The story <laughs> itself, not just because everybody looked incredible and it had Jennifer Lopez looking great and Carter be looking great. I thought they did really Oscar good job this story. By the way. <laughs> yeah, justice for Absolutely. J-Lo. Robbed of an Oscar nomination. I really, I can't believe that. Uh, I thought she was great. So I want to go back and watch some of her other films. I, I think that's just her second feature film. Um, I can't remember. I was wrong on that. She's had way more feature films. Than that. <laughs> oh, that's not true. She's had three. She's had three. Uh, the other two I haven't watched yet, and they're not like super famous. But Hustlers was her third. Uh, her, her oh, she third, did Nick and Nora's uh, Infinite Playlist. I've seen that. Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> Underrated. Yep. And, but she, movie. she didn't direct. She didn't direct it, but she wrote oh, it. She wrote it. Yeah. Great movie. She didn't direct it. Great. But, uh, uh, yeah, I want to see what she does next. I thought Hustlers was great. I kind of obviously there were a lot of uh, uh, comparisons to Magic Mike, which is a movie which porn people might like, but also people who like stories might like. I thought Hustlers was the same way. I was uh, obviously very taken with the. Uh, things going on on screen with terms of the stripping, but I really love the story and the way that it was shot and the way that it was told. So I'm going with Lorraine Scafaria as my first pick. All right, Eric. Ooh, I have a lot. I'm Good. like, uh, I'm, 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 I, I have two bouncing in my head right now, but I'm just going to go with the one that, um, You know, Lulu Wang. Okay. Yeah. I love her. I love the farewell. I'm not a fan of Aquafina, but I think farewell was perfect. It might have been because of like, you know, my relationship with my grandmother and that movie that uh she did a beautiful job. Plus Lulu Wang and Barry Jenkins are like fucking Hollywood director couple goals. Like they're so fucking cute. Yes. Like I just love, her. I love them and I love her. So I'm gonna have to go Lulu Wayne. Plus I'm keeping it Asian. We're gonna keep it on brand tonight. <laughs> All right. I went to I went to a Barry Jenkins uh, screening of the, uh, he, he had a show called The Underground, uh, which was very good. It extreme the whole season. He was there. We got to ask him questions. And my first question was like, how much do you love The Farewell? Because The Farewell <laughs> is literally a perfect movie. It is the greatest <laughs> movie ever. Yes. It is so good. It makes that me movie, cry every time. Bang. Great choice. That movie fucking be, bangs. I got to be in a Zoom call or Zoom room with um, Lulu Wang like last year doing um, during the pandemic. And it was like, well, it was something that she was doing out of an LA theater. But I got to ask her questions too. But it was funny because it was on Zoom and it was probably like me and maybe 40 other women. But oh like, my God. It, was, it was incredible. She's so sweet and so kind. Also, I was the only black woman but because of how I look, you could pick me out of the Asian women. <laughs> <laughs> I have a screenshot and it's so sad. I was like, yo, none of my friends will even be able to tell me which one is me. <laughs> but it was, a, it was like one of the best, like she's like down to earth and funny. And she talked about like, yeah, her experience with directing a farewell and she's so sweet, like obsessed. Oh, I love the farewell. Me too. 
my my first pick is um my first pick is Catherine Bigelow, uh, first yeah, woman. She made it this far. Yeah, first, I think she's the first woman to ever win an Academy Award for uh, Best Academy Director. Award, yeah. She is. She is. Um, the most dope thing of all time because she beat out her ex-husband James Cameron for that Cameron. ass ass Avatar movie that everybody was like, <laughs> he has to win Best Director, and she's like, no, I love that. That's incredible. Um, the so her glad he didn't win Best Director. Like, I'm gonna tell you right stinks. now, like secret, like women, y'all might not women celebrate it. <laughs> oh, good. We celebrated that night. Like, year round, all of our uteruses lined up together, and we're like, <laughs> we, we fucking cheered. Um, the Hurt Locker, I feel like, is like a perfect movie. It's a perfect war film. Um, it is the most tense movie I think you'll ever watch in your entire life, and it is not fun, but it is incredible. Um, Even Zero, Anthony Mackie looked like he could act for a couple minutes, which is <laughs> impressive as hell. Very yeah. impressive that she did that. Dex, have you seen The Hurt Locker? No. I think you would. I think you would really enjoy it. But it, it it's, is. It's really good. Oh, it it's, is. It's tense. It is intense. <laughs> um, it is. Zero intense. Zero Dark Thirty was uh, her follow up to that, which also she was nominated for, and I think it's also a really brilliant film. Uh, there's some problems with that movie, but it's also it's uh, it's also incredible. Um, she did stuff like Near Dark as well too. So, but yeah, first woman to ever win an Academy Award for Best Director. Like, it has to go oh, off the board. Only woman. The only? Is she the only? Yeah, no, no, she's not. No, no, she's not. She's the first, not only. Yeah, because Chloe Zhao just won it, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go with another one that I feel like is very obvious not to come off the board. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Uh, she's only done three movies so far. Uh Lady Bird, Little Women, and I don't remember what her first film is called. I don't think I've seen it, but Lady it Maggie's Bird, Maggie's plan. Sure. Uh, <laughs> little women go so crazy to me obviously like i'm a big uh Florence Pugh guy everyone knows this about me if you listen to this podcast but like the rest of that film is incredible too uh nights and weekends is our first movie uh nights and weekends back in 2008 lady bird in 2017 little women in 2019 but uh yeah i fucking love little women i went back and watched lady bird just because i was like i guess i have to everyone's talking about it all the high top converse chicks are like really into it so i have to have this like cultural <laughs> touch point <laughs> i gotta do it i gotta stay in the game yeah and, uh, honestly ended up really liking it like it's not like a great movie or anything it's not classic cinema to me but like i appreciated it for what it was um so yeah i think greta garway gonna do really really big things in the future she's already got a couple oscar nominations or uh apparently she has three of them um, so great writer next is, is an incredible writer whatever she does next is going to be super dope obviously so i'm excited for her and then my next pick they've uh they've had some big hits and some some big misses but i'm gonna go with the wachowskis um uh, obviously like they directed the matrix which is incredible they also directed what a pick sequels which are not also incredible cloud atlas <laughs> They directed Cloud Atlas. Incredible. I will not hear otherwise. A movie that Tej couldn't even watch in one sitting. <laughs> hey, it's I mean, nine hours long and it was late at night. But I, there's I'm a lot of movies Tej so can't watch in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I would go with the Wachowskis. Like you gave us the you gave us the original Matrix movies. Whatever you do after that, I mean, who really cares? You gave us the Matrix. But they also That's gave nice. us Cloud Atlas. And uh they wrote V for Vendetta. So like, I'll allow it. It's fine. Uh, my next pick is one, uh, rest in peace, Penny Marshall. She did, uh, 
she did one of my favorite movies of all time, which is actually kind of problematic, but it is it big is uh, she did that. And she also did another great Tom Hanks movie, a league of their, own, of their own, which is, you know, just, it, it holds up so supremely well. Um, and she did awakenings, which has been nominated for, was nominated for several Academy Awards with Robert De Niro. And um, uh, why am I forgetting? Oh, uh, Robin Williams. Sorry. And so, yeah, so she, she made three really brilliant movies. I'm sure she made a lot more, but the two that I know, yeah, the two that I know off the, just off the top of my head and are, I mean, the, there's no crying in baseball scene is in cinema history. It's like in cinema lore now. So yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed, enjoyed the movies that I've seen of her. I need to see more, but rest in peace. That's my pick. I also made a cameo in the Hocus Pocus for whatever that's worth. It is Aaron. I was going to pick Penny Marshall, but okay, that's all right, because I have a lot. I'm going Regina King. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, And I'm going to say Regina, she only had one feature film, um, One Night in Miami, but I'm going to pick Regina King for anything. I don't care what you have, actress, producer, writer, whatever it's going to be, baby mama, Regina King. (laughs) <laughs> Baby mama. Baby mama. <laughs> she can do anything she's gonna do anything and everything like if you know me long enough you know that i love that woman in anything that she's ever done since brenda from 227 yeah she's incredible I, yeah you can't go wrong with regina king in anything Shout ever out to ever any, in any category, what category can you pick that you could not pick her and be wrong <laughs> she should be the host of the oscars she should and Thanks. i mean i know she's going through so much with the recent um, passing of her son. So yeah. I wouldn't expect anything from her, but at the same time, like, yeah, I absolutely love her. I worship the ground that woman walks on. Next, the next movie I'm gonna pick, or the next director I'm gonna pick is going to be controversial because uh, she maybe only has one good movie, but that one good movie is very high up there in terms of my list of movies that have shaped my taste. And uh, it is, uh, Sophia Coppola with Lost in Translation. I love Lost in Translation. I love Bill Murray. And people um, hate that movie. It is the peak. It is a peak ScarJo movie. I know <laughs> people don't like it. I really, really like the movie. There's something about it that makes me come back to it. I've probably seen it like five times. Um, I really like Sophia Coppola, but her other movies are not good. And a lot of people think all her movies are not good. Um, but I did not hate uh, the Marie Antoinette movie that she made either. That's probably the only other movie of hers that I would ever go back to. But people do not like her movies. But I just heard there's something about her style that really works for me. I really love the choices she made in Lost in Translation. I'm going to go with Sofia Coppola. It's not fair, man. Like, you can't, like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's like Barry Bonds' kid trying to live up to his legacy. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can never... I mean, you can never be like your your father made maybe the greatest movie of all time. Like, how do you <laughs> live up to that? But I mean, I would like to try. If my dad made The Godfather, I'd be like, sure, I want to make movies. Like, but that's exactly what I want to do. And if I fail, who cares? I, I I made movies. I had a great time. So I understand that part of it. She was like on every. She was on like every Got Next list for years it, too. It never worked out. She was. <laughs> And then I mean, she's you kind of have Ronnie to be James. when your last name is Coppola. Like, yeah, wasn't it, um, was it Virgin Suicides? Virgin Suicides. People did yeah. not like that. It, yeah. It's not the Bling, good. It's not the bling good. Ring. A24's, the bling Ring. Oh. A24's first film, The Bling Ring. Yep. 
Uh, I love it. Really their first wing is not good. Their first yes. film, yeah. they survived. <laughs> well, which it, <laughs> it's survived? it's funny because you I like you would think that you always like before movie studios become super popular or that you like know off the top of your head, like you would think that oh they've been around for years, kind of grinding. No, A twenty four just kind of showed up in two thousand twelve, and we were like, <laughs> all right, legends. All right, uh, TG got another pick. Oh shit. Um, for my next pick, I'm gonna pick uh Jenny Livingston who made Paris is Burning, which is maybe the wildest, coolest uh documentary that I've ever seen. Very well known. Um, she also made that show Pose that I think is still on FX or was on FX. Uh, and that's why she got that job because she made Paris is Burning, which is a, a, a massive, massive, massive uh documentary in that in that community among those people. Uh, Paris is Burning is phenomenal. I would recommend anybody watching it. It is the, some of the choices that she made and the way that that film was presented are just mind blowing. And it's also, I think, the only film that she's ever made. I, I think, I don't remember. I have to go look. But she's been working on Pose. Is it Pose like almost done? Isn't it like it's about done. to be? They wrap. Yeah, it's done. But uh, yeah, Jenny Livingston, love Paris is Burning. Oh. Aaron? Oh, me. I, okay, I'm gonna let y'all know. I don't know how drafts work at all. I don't even know the rules. <laughs> oh, we're going. In, <laughs> we're going in. We're going basically in a circle. We're going in a state. Like, just somebody say my name, and I'm gonna like listen. To, like, I know a lot of female directors, so I can do this all night. So, I mean, oh, but for me, me, oh, yeah, um, Nora Ephron. Oh, love her. I I absolutely love her. She's like rom com queen. As far as directing and writing is concerned, she did one of my faves with Tom Hanks and Meg. You've got mail. So obsessed. Yeah. Love her. Um, if you don't know her, you suck. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the with the person that I always get confused with, Nora Ephron, uh, Nancy Myers. Ooh, yeah. Who who does the uh old people are in love rom-coms? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love those movies. Every single love. Every single it's complicated. Something's got to give. She also did the holiday, but yeah, those um, those movies. Private Benjamin. I think she was nominated for, and no, she's nominated for her best screenplay. But yeah, her um, her her later work with some of those adult rom coms are are really yes. funny. Some with old did white people. Yeah. Did y'all? I didn't. I just realized. I, maybe I knew this at one point in my life. Also, did she do? No, she did Father of the Bride, which is the big one too. I think. I think so. I yeah. I love Father of the Bride. I yeah. love Father of the Bride. Steve Martin. Uh, did y'all realize that Catherine Bigelow also directed Point Break? Yes. Is, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I knew she did Her Locker. I knew that she did Zero Dark Thirty. I had no idea that she yeah. directed Point Break. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That is she a fascinating career. What a fascinating career. And the fact that she turned into the CIA war movie person is really crazy. <laughs> it's definitely crazy. All right. Dex, two picks. All right. So I'm going to pick uh, someone that I used to have beef with when I had a different Twitter I was account. wondering when it was going to come. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now that I have a new Twitter account, I'm no longer blocked. So we can be friends. Uh, I'm going to take, take Ava Duvernay. Ava? <laughs> Explain the beef. Uh, so, first of all, <laughs> wrinkle in time is bad. So I was correct, but uh, <laughs> so when, before, before wrinkle in time came out, I was like, the way that y'all are hyping up, Ava DuVernay, 
Wrinkle in Time better be the best movie I've ever seen or I'm going to be upset. And uh, apparently her or someone on her team with access to her Twitter account searches for her name and uh, they found that tweet and they did not like it. And so I was blocked. But, you know, that's an old account. So now I'm free and unblocked by David DuVernay. Mm. Shout out. Um, <laughs> and uh, even though Wrinkle in Time is bad, she's done a lot of really good things. 13th is really good. I like Selma a lot. Selma's uh, good. Yeah, when they see us is really good. Yeah, yeah. So Ava DuVernay, like she can. We we no longer have beef, but I was right about Wrinkle in Time, and I am owed an apology. <laughs> I don't think she'll ever apologize to you. I am that's, owed an apology. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, you know, so that's that's my pick. I'm surprised she lasted this long to be honest with you. But Ava DuVernay, and then my second pick, I'm gonna go with. Um, kind of an under the radar one might not even technically count, but I'm just doing it anyway. Her name is Jennifer Lee. She co-directed both of the Frozen movies, which mm. both oh. slap. Um, yeah, her and Chris Buck co-directed both of those movies, and I fucking love Frozen and Frozen Two. I'm one of the people who is like responsible for Let It Go being everywhere and inescapable. And that soundtrack dominating the, the pop charts for as long as it did. It's all on me. Uh, and shout out to Jennifer Lee for giving me that. That was a big part of my life and very important to me. And it's better than Moana and Tangled and all the other Disney princess movies that y'all Into the Unknown is a better song. That's fine. That's fair. Because, you know, Frozen 2 also slaps. I, I, I just want justice for Elsa and Anna, the best Disney princesses. That's all. <laughs> um my next pick my next pick and final pick and people can argue with me argue with somebody else uh i gotta go with chloe zhao um yeah yeah argue with somebody else argue with someone else no mad land bangs and eternals is actually decent y'all are just haters and mad um yeah the (laughs) okay argue with somebody else over that eternals film whatever but like she won an she won an Academy Award and she made True. she made a really really good movie for like two thousand dollars. So like <laughs> so yeah, I really appreciate her work. Um, so yeah, Chloe Zhao. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with her. And I think if uh, she would have had better, uh, I'm just gonna put that. I'm gonna put the Eternals movie on Kevin Feige and not her. <laughs> if Kevin Feige would have given her a better uh, direction on whether they needed to take that movie then uh, it would have been better. Otherwise, it was studio interruption, and that's the first time I'm going to call that uh, Marvel <laughs> has tried to tried to sabotage their director. Good question in the mouse, bro. I don't know how that's going to go for you, but... I was going to blame the editors. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't great either. Somebody There's no one to be blamed. The movie is good. I'm it's blaming long. Chloe. That shit stinks. The movie it was is way too good. long. I was like, y'all could have edited out at least an hour to shit, and it would have been bearable. That shit stinks. That's superhero <laughs> doom. That shit is the worst. Wow, wow. Y'all talking about Chloe Zhao like she's Zack Snyder or something, bro? Like, yeah. Y'all gotta relax. All right. Okay. I would much rather watch Nomadland and watch the Snyder cut. So I will give you. <laughs> yeah, you don't like Nomadland. Well, basically, it's basically like the same Land. movie. <laughs> it's got the same filters on it it's just it's bad it's i like so no man land too tj is the only one that's wrong and bad about that movie boring. it's so boring it's it's feel the vibe the movie but like i would much rather y'all have done this than jump on the jane campion train which uh hot take all her movies are bad in power of the dog is really bad 
Power of the Dog is so awful. Although oh she she e- she ethered Sam Elliott. We, yeah, <laughs> she did. She it did. Was like, it's she very did. funny. But Deserving. also, Sam Elliott was like kind of right. Like he 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 was kind of right, but then he started. Uh, he veered red, off red, a little red, bit, red. Yes, but he he, he got he got back on track there before it got too crazy. All right, I thought he was gonna drop the f word on him a little bit there uh-huh. for a second, but he he reeled it back in at least in the close. podcast but, part that I heard. But the line <laughs> the line of he's not a cowboy, he's an actor is <laughs> incredible. Yeah, well done. It, I know that I had to cut him deep. I know it did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. still, Power of the Dog sucked. I'm sorry. I hope it doesn't win any fucking thing. I hope they all go to the Oscars. Yeah, let's not get that. There let, all let's not night. get lost. Let's not get lost in the sauce. That movie's not good. I hope they it's, sit there all night and win nothing. They hear their name announced for every single nomination. And then they're just like, somebody else won. Not Shaw's. It sucks. <laughs> That's what I want. Aaron, if, Aaron, if you steal my pick, I'm going to be so mad. What? Am I still picking so something? Bad. You are. Yeah, this yes, your this final pick. Okay, Claire Denis. She is a Ooh. French director. Um, I have seen several of her films and am in, in deep love with her. I think she does phenomenal work. Um, what are some ha- of her films? I've never heard follow. this name before. Hmm? What are some of her works? I've never heard this name before. <laughs> See? Uh, well, let me see. I can't sleep. I'm trying to think of what it is, um, how you pronounce it in French. French. It's um, Je Pastomel, I think. Um, but she's done a couple movies that um, I think she did. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Didn't she do one that she got nominated either? I thought she got nominated for an Oscar or at least there was talk of one. I believe she did. Yeah, Oscar. she's done a lot of good films. She did Shock a lot. That's what it was. It's Chocolat. Chocolat's yeah. moment. Yes, it's just, that's what it is. Um, but she's done a lot of films since then, too, that have been really, really good. She's, again, French director, Claire Denai. I'm obsessed with her. I love her eye. I love, like, her vision. She's very intricate and very, she's very, you could tell that she's very detail-oriented, and she's probably somebody I would hate to work with, because I feel <laughs> like she would just, like, nitpick things, but it comes across in her movie so beautifully like it's a woman david fincher yes (laughs) but i mean but she's gentle she's you can tell it's a a gentle touch to it like everything the way i can describe her directing style is intimate like it's so fucking intimate like i love her i love her there's some white woman on this planet that i love (laughs) (laughs) i love that disclaimer (laughs) there are a few Uh, there are a few (laughs) Jessica Lansbury's in there. Final pick. I'm going to take Gina Prince Blythewood. Uh, Gina, Gina Prince Blythewood, her first movie, Love and Basketball. Out of the gate, she made Love and Basketball, which is insane. Uh, yeah. She also made The Old Guard, which dropped in 2020, which is phenomenal. A good they're movie. Making a sequel. Yeah, I really a enjoyed that movie. On Netflix. It's good. It's really yeah. good. You wouldn't that. think she that also... the director who did those two did those two. At all. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Love and Basketball is actually her only rom-com movie. and I, Love and Basketball is kind of a rom-com, I guess. It, it, I guess it's technically a rom-com. It but is. Like, her movies, she's made a little bit of everything. But in TV, she's done a lot of black comedy. She's done... Uh, where'd it go? Uh, she's done the Bernie Mac show, Girlfriends, Everybody Hates Chris. So you can see kind of that lane of like, that makes much more sense of somebody who did Love and Basketball could do Everybody Hates Chris and uh, the Bernie Mac show. But like, she's done some cool shit. The Old Guard has like 
very little jokes in it. It's just like a very serious movie, but it's fucking phenomenal. It's got action. Like the fact that she can do love and basketball and make a legitimate action blockbuster movie. It was a huge deal for Netflix. They made a lot of money off of it. They're going to now make a, they're making it IP. They're making a whole universe of the old guard. Uh, I don't need all that. I'm in. (laughs) I'm fucking in. And she's dropping a movie this year called the woman King which uh, is a historical drama. It stars Viola Davis. That's all I need to know. I'm in. John Boyega, too. And John, I'm in. Like, I'm already in. So, like, uh, she's a great... Anybody who can give you love and basketball first time out. Love and basketball, not a perfect movie. It persists. It'll never go away. It is that good that black people are watching this movie for the rest of their lives. So, uh, I'm going to end the draft with her. Shouts to Gina. I got a... Honorable mention, Deborah Granick made Leave No Trace and Winter's Bone. Yes. Uh, Leave No Trace is like one of the most underrated films of the past decade. Nobody saw it, but it, it's on Amazon, <laughs> I think. I think it's on uh, Amazon. It just like didn't get a release, I don't think, but it has Ben Foster, who is simultaneously one of the most underrated actors that is working currently. But uh, it's um, Dex, who is, uh, who's next got next? Um, what's her name? Oh, Thomas and McKenzie is oh, it was her, yeah, yeah. her first role. Um, and it was Jennifer, she mm. directed Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence in Winter's Bone. I was about to say that Winter's was her Bone. first. That was and her she got first an Oscar nomination role. for that. I, I, that movie was so good. Like I was impressed with Jen. I've been a fan of Jennifer Lawrence since then. And I'm not her every role that she's done, but because of Winter's Bone, I believe in Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I too um, believe in Jennifer Lawrence now. Uh, one person that we kind of have to mention, uh, even though I think most of her films think she did give us one banger that we'd reviewed on the show before. Uh, Patty Jenkins, she gave yep. us Monster, mm-hmm. uh, yes. which actually slaps. Wonder Woman does not slap, and neither does Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Ooh. Woman 1984 is oh extremely God. bad. Have you because... listened to that episode, Aaron? Because I, I think we really... Want... There's a weird... Okay, so Wonder Woman 1984 like irritates the fuck out of me because oh, it's supposed to be set it's so in D.C. Bad. It's supposed to be... I'm from D.C. I'm born and raised in D.C. in the 80s. It's supposed to be set in D.C. in the 80s. That is the cleanest D.C. in the 80s I've ever seen. It's <laughs> a crack epidemic 80s. And they're in like... They're in day glow windbreakers doing break dancing on a corner. White people win. <laughs> I was like, where? I was like, this is not. I was so mad. They're in like the mall, and like I was like, yo, this is this is not. I was like, no, 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 no. First of all, you're in the fucking Maryland suburbs. There's no like it. Oh my gosh, it drove me insane. It drove me insane. It's like a native Washingtonian. I was like, get the fuck out of here. This was nowhere near. I was like, who researched this shit? I said they wanted to make Thor Ragnarok, but it was like off-brand Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> was, that, was, that was my biggest, and there are bigger, there are bigger issues with that movie, but that was my biggest issue. Because I'm like, not one crackhead, not one. <laughs> they don't really put crackheads in DC movies. Even in Gotham, it wasn't no crackheads. I guess they were called well, drop Washington, DC, in 1984, there were crackheads outside the White House. You <laughs> are going to... <laughs> like, oh, and I'm not, that's not even a joke. I'm being very serious. Like, actually, there was a documentary on Netflix about the crack epidemic, and there was actually a um, part where they interviewed a guy who had gone to jail that they said they did a they did a setup of him where they arrested him outside the White House 
where an FBI agent, an undercover FBI agent sold him crack and then they arrested him for possession of crack so that they can like do an arrest and be like, this is what we're talking about, the war on drugs. But they found him sitting outside the White House. (laughs) Damn. That is insane. I'm dead ass. My problem with Wonder Woman 1984 is just that this woman just randomly turns into a cheetah at some point off screen. <laughs> no rhyme or reason. <laughs> she it, turns into a cheetah at some point. And we're all was, supposed to be okay with it. It was the crack. <laughs> it, was. it was the crack. Now we understand. Now we yeah, that makes so much more sense now. That was the there, that's the crack I was missing. There it is. <laughs> oh man. All right. That has been uh, any any other honorable mentions that we want to mention? Gina Prince by the Wood. She's another good um, director. Well, she's part of the By the Wood clan crew. Mm-hmm. If you ever look them up, if you know them, like Black people, they're like a, a strong legacy in the Black culture. But she's one of my faves. Debbie Allen, of course. Right. Mm. That is that has been a one take pod. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. Tell them where thank they you, can. Aaron. Tell them Thank where you they for can find me. I was what so you're nervous. doing. It was great. It's great. Yeah, Tell them yeah. uh, where you could they can find your socials and what you're doing or working on or anything you want to plug. Please don't find me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. That's okay. Never had that happen. Oh, that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. No, <laughs> no. I mean, like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm not working on anything. I'm just a woman who tweets about food, my animals, and movies. And because I'm not working on anything, I do get creeps. So don't don't okay. find don't find I know no, my never my never look her up. Not safe for work. Milf Reddit thread that one of my friends sent me first of all not say milf reddit for i don't have no kids right how am i milf one (laughs) rude oh my god but yes i was in a milf not safe for work reddit thread this was like uh, two months ago one of my friends showed it to me they were like do you know one of your pictures mind you (laughs) yo not even risky but i was like yeah don't find me don't this is insane that's why I changed my name on Twitter, by the way. Like, okay, well, then knows. we will not. But no, I, like, my name on Twitter, Aaron M. Payton. That's E R I N M P E Y T O N. I do talk a lot about movies and random shit. So if you wanted to, yeah, go for that. But please don't be creepy. <laughs> don't put her in a Reddit thread. We've, we've, we've had enough of that. And don't MILF. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that really fucked. That's the part that That's really, really fucked. Not, not even. Not you even don't have any you're... fucking kids. <laughs> oh shit! That's so disrespectful. Oh, God. <laughs> That's well, insane. Well, this Women's History Month, folks, <laughs> remember not to be creeps to women at any point in the year, and uh, don't find Aaron on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you won't say. I'm friendly. Uh, I'm friendly. I promise. I'm not. <laughs> I'm friendly. I promise. No, I wouldn't be friendly either. If I yeah, that was so... Reddit, <laughs> like, nah, fam. I'm not being friendly now. <laughs> My Been friendly too friendly for too long. <laughs> no, yeah, no offense, guys, but they aren't. They aren't putting us in any DILF Reddit threads. <laughs> None of us are any. They're like, look at these. Only because I don't have any kids, but I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for my time. You're gonna put me in the DILF threads when it's time. 
find my child and tell me how I ended up in the throne. <laughs> 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 so, oh, how many sure. kids? Like, how do I end up in this? It's uh, a, sure. uh, dog moms. Yeah, let's go with that. dog moms. Cat mom. I have a cat. Uh, cat moms. There you go. Cat mom. Cat mom milk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, moving on. You can find us <laughs> not on Reddit. Not on, one, Reddit, no. <laughs> not on Reddit. Not on Reddit. At one take pod. At one take pod on Instagram. At one take pod on Twitter. One take pod on TikTok. Uh, you go follow us on on YouTube, please. You can see these episodes as they air. Uh, get them a few days early, live and uncut. Um, before we cut out Aaron's Twitter handle and uh, everything else. <laughs> but yeah, you can find us at One Take Podcast on YouTube as well go follow us at apollo h-o-u a lot of baseball content coming down because we actually are going to actually have a season which is cool yeah thank yay. god <laughs> yay baseball but yeah but actually it's uh it's formula one season now uh so follow yeah, cool. us for that you know because that's a, a real man sport um a gentleman's game we don't support baseball uh, on this podcast <laughs> Unless Carlos Correa comes back to the Astros, yeah. then we are big baseball fans. Otherwise, uh, you know, maybe not. You can find us at all of those socials uh, as well as anywhere that you get your podcasting or podcast. I was going to say podcasting platforms. Anywhere that you get your podcast on any platforms. Uh, please go leave us a review, a five-star review on Spotify as well. You can do that now. That'd be really great if you did that. Um, leave us a written review on Apple so we can bury any allegations. Yeah. Help us beat the allegations, please. <laughs> we had another it. woman guest on. That's the best part of our podcast, apparently. Help us beat the allegations. They called us all idiots. Uh, thank you so much for, for <laughs> listening, downloading, subscribing. Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag support for you, baby. Check us out. Follow HAU.com. Use promo code one take podcast O N E T A K E P O D at checkout uh, for ten percent off all the dopest use of merch you can find. All right, thank you so much, and we're out. We're out of here, everybody. again brothers sisters everybody saying gonna bring the flame i'll show you how got a question for you better answer now yeah